Hey everybody, welcome back to the Business and Beyond podcast. I'm your host, Chris Doyle. And today we are here with episode 22 with Seth Kerchanen. Kerchanen. I keep yeah. saying Karchan. I know, I get butchered. I told <laughs> PhD. You, I told you, yeah, well thanks. I told you walking in, my family members can't agree <laughs> on this last name, so don't worry, you're you're fine. Kerchanen, yeah. Kerchanen, gotcha. And uh, for those of you who don't know Seth, he's one of three members of the um, Everything Money channel which i religiously watch i've watched Thank you. i i so i knew about you guys two years ago when it's, uh our ceo hash was on you yeah, guys's yeah uh it was a podcast yeah we called it a podcast back then and he was on there showed it to us i was like with the podcast was great but i was like wait who are these guys i yeah. thought you guys seriously i thought hash flew out to california oh because i thought all like you know the business youtubers okay. and everything oh, at yeah. the time were all like california no, New sunny York. sunny akron sunny where, where akron we're, where we're based so. yeah exactly and i was starstruck i was like oh my my gosh these guys are from like they're filming in richfield ohio well we leveled up from the get-go so i have a i'm based in photo video so we, we made the show like this look much better than it actually was yeah you know what i mean so yeah that, that's funny you say that but yeah so if you guys haven't seen the everything everything money channel please check it out our link the link will be in our description uh but seth thank you so much yeah. for coming on thanks I for really having appreciate me. it i love walking in the building and seeing the vibe you guys have so in the basketball yes it's, it's great to be here thank you so seth for those who don't know just you know talk about yourself for a little bit you oh know, who sure. are you where are you from you know i was born uh copley akron area i love this area uh i went to high school in this area whilst jesuit uh, I ended up going to the College of Worcester, Cal Country, to get a chemistry degree. Uh, I played football my uh, through college, which I loved. I I went to. I thought that uh, being educated. I grew up. Well, I'm 41, so I grew up under the the concept that you have. You know, no one can steal your education from you. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay, I'll be rich and famous if I just keep going to school. So I ended up getting a PhD at OSU in chemistry, which was quite boring yeah okay um uh, yeah yeah and uh and so uh, i was doing the lab stuff you know and uh once i got out of that I, I i i hit the job market running in the 2008 financial crisis so i think i applied to 50 places got one terrible job um i <laughs> the people who work there love it but it wasn't for me i was uh, yeah. sort of closed in a cage I, I like speaking more so uh i worked a chemistry job for a uh, about five years before I got fired, I was building a photography career underneath that in my spare time with my wife. So primarily, I've been a wedding photographer for the past 10 years. I've tried a lot of things in this world, which we can certainly get into, but I, I love yeah. being sort of uh, inquisitive about how things work and could it work for me. But uh, yeah, I, I've photographed about 250 weddings the past decade, which is a, sort of our yeah, strong We were trying suit. to get you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> When's the wedding? Uh, the June 24th. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I appreciate that. But um, And then, you know, uh, I, I got into more photo video stuff, got hired to some companies to run podcasts, promote them, to market them, to film and edit them. Mm -hmm. And then uh, one thing led to another, to another. And uh, my buddy Paul from high school called me and said, hey, I want to get into just education and filming education. And so we started the Everything Money channel three years ago. As I was saying to you before, um, we went two years with no one caring. So like the yeah. fact that your show is is taking off so well, you should be proud. Because like I said, we I had, I had dear friends of mine really questioning why I was even doing it because it seemed really stupid. Like why would you put work so much effort to put stuff on YouTube and then no one watches at all? And that was sort of the feeling, but we stuck with it. And now we're doing really well. We get two, three hundred subscribers a day from all over the world. We go live and, and get uh, you know hundreds of people. We have mm -hmm. a we have a, a, a sort of a paid community that 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 we guide people on how to 
handle their finances and investing. And uh, it's it's great. I mean, we have a really, we're growing a, a cool thing and uh, we're growing by leaps and bounds on YouTube. 137,000? Yeah, 100 things. 137,000. Yeah. And uh, which is mind boggling. You know, we started last year with like 8,000. So we're doing really well. And that's sort of the gist. I have two kids. I love Akron. It's an exciting day for our Akron or our Cleveland. Cleveland sports. You know, yep. we got the Guardians and the, and the Cavs both playing tonight. So um, that's my gist. I, I don't, I'm not too busy. I don't work really <laughs> too hard. But if I, someone sees your resume, you'd be like, how does so. this guy do this? Well, yeah, I mean, I just, uh, I try not to be that guy that, <laughs> well, you know, Paul, you know, on the show. So like, I try not to be that guy that says I'm super busy just to kind of show off how busy I am. Like, I, I'd like to do the opposite. Like, yeah, I, I play basketball. I shoot hoops about 90 minutes a day. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, when, you know, I, I'll take a drink out back and fire up the, the backyard fire and stare off in the, into the sunset every once yeah. in a while. So, uh, yeah, I'm just, uh, it looks like I don't work at all, which is a great feeling to have, I think. You have good control of your life. Yeah, I think so. Like like today, I did absolutely nothing. It's 11 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I drew a long bath and then yeah. watched Warren Buffett speak for like 45 minutes. Hell yeah. And then new uh, interview and uh, and then here I am so and then after this I'll go shoot some hoops and that's my work day today so did you brush the beard today I did I mean you know sexiest beard on YouTube right is that still (laughs) the poll go is that still a running poll it's still yeah this beard is so funny people stop me all the time like man that beard's awesome I "I don't even feel it just when you said that I had to remind myself and I've had it for like eight years yeah I don't feel it or anything it's just like this where (laughs) I'll look in the mirror and be like oh wow there it is I got a beard yeah it's weird (laughs) I love my wife loves it people it kind of defines me now so it is it's kind of like a running yeah, meme yeah, now. Like run, yeah, it is. So are you gonna get? You should get shirts of it, man. That'd be people hilarious. People are asking for that too. So we have a we have a pretty uh, fanatic, I guess that's the word, fan base. You know. And so. as I was gonna say, like, do you ever? I mean, one hundred thirty-seven thousand to me is just a number that's so almost not necessarily it's unattainable, but it's just so it's like you know, oh, can you make a billion dollars? Well, billion dollars seems like so far away. Yeah, right. One hundred thirty-seven thousand seems so far away. Do you ever like? Pinch yourself, of or course. Anything? Yeah, I think uh, I'm currently experiencing this concept because when we were we had less than a thousand, a hundred thousand seemed ridiculous, and now that we're at a hundred thousand, a million seems ridiculous. But the numbers say we could get there. I never knew, like, I guess uh, how. I guess I didn't think a hundred thousand subscribers is that many, but sure enough, like Paul and I were in Switzerland like a month ago, like on the slopes of the Matterhorn, and you walk into a coffee shop and someone says hey you are the guys from everything money it's really mm-hmm. weird how the world gets smaller and smaller by watching things on youtube and like all of a sudden like you get recognized in other places and it's really kind of strange so we're kind of living the dream now trying to enjoy it uh but regardless of how many subscribers or how we have or how much revenue we generate mm-hmm. we're still trying to make just like second by second good content like that's just my daily goal is like think of fun things to do that a viewer would be intrigued by, and then let's go film it to the best we can, and then and then do it again tomorrow. So yeah. that's sort of our goal. And so you touched upon it a little bit earlier with, hey, you've tried many different things throughout your life and yeah. stuff. And you know, if I were to look at everything in chronological order from your life, if I just had it, you know, on the table, sure. it'd be like, wow, you know, you were OCAM and you were doing photography, and I know you have um, the Miracle Power products. Oh, yeah, so I bought another business with a friend. We operate out of Cleveland. Yeah. So, yeah, I look at businesses. I have, 
well, now that I'm 40, I, you can't do this when you're 27, but when you get to be 40, some of your wealthier friends, they get bored with their businesses and they want to buy more. <laughs> okay. So, so we, we, look, we look at businesses. But, you know, I, I, I usually I reflect on my life because I've tried other wild things. I mean, I was a, a football and baseball official for 10 years. I've tattooed full back pieces and leg pieces on people. I, I, I've built a motorcycle, welded it out of hand, and driven it down the road. It then caught on fire. But I have, <laughs> you know, I have driven motorcycles down yeah. the road. I almost drove here in a '72 Cadillac convertible because I'm kind of into old yeah. cars, but not Why really. Why didn't you? It was a little windy. You brought and, the Tesla today. Yeah, I brought the Tesla. Yeah, the Cephla. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I've tried. I guess the point is, I've tried and maybe failed at a lot of things. And some people might think that. When I was young, I thought scatterbrained people or people who had tried and failed at a bunch of things were like, maybe like, oh, they're just failing at something else. But then it turned out like um, they ended up finally hitting something amazing. Yeah. And so I have a friend that, um, you know, he, he tried this and now he's selling these. And what, what's, what, what's, what's he up to now? Oh, he's repurposing this. And you're like, what is this guy's problem? And then he hits something. Mm -hmm. And now he makes like, um, he makes like these golf range finder, like, binocular type things that like scope out and sure enough now he's in Dick's Sporting Goods and yeah. he's in Golf Galaxy and they're yeah. doing 25 mil in revenue and it was always this crazy guy so I actually start flocking more to people who obviously think like me that might be inquisitive and try more things than the people that just kept it by the book yeah because that's why I started my career I just very much kept it by the book like there's a lot of risk with that get, too get educated yeah I get yeah get educated and get that job that you're probably going to work your whole life and, and and sometimes hate so um so yeah I, I don't know where I'm going with this but I've been pretty lucky I've tried a lot of things failed a lot of things learned from them and uh, and I might very well fail at this YouTube thing but I'm starting to get in the concept of like really no matter what happens I'll, I'll come out winning because I'm just I guess conf I've grown to being confident in myself, which too takes many years to do. So yeah, exactly. So and obviously the podcast is, or the the channel, everything money sure. is doing really well, right? Yeah. And so I just kind of want to take a step back. So you know, you're doing the Seth and Beth photography. Yep. You're you're owner of Miracle Power Products, and then you know you have the Everything Money channel. But um, what takes up most of your time, I guess, with with this? Wow, well, everything money does. Yeah. I think uh, that, you know, like a, a wedding photographer, photographers out there, you know, wedding photography, typically the only way you can make money is to go grab a camera and go photograph things. Mm -hmm. uh, unless you get into education or selling some sort of online pro product, you know, where you can ramp up, you're basically limited by yourself, which we still are. You know, we can't do, I have friends that do 50, 60 weddings a year. We do 15 weddings. We like to choose a very exclusive clientele that mm -hmm. we vibe with and, and we do great. The other businesses that I got involved with is just, like I said, businesses that are kind of running themselves. They don't need a ton of work. We could grow them, mm -hmm. but, um, but. So it's pretty passive, like you're not uh, really Yeah, yeah, too much. it's pretty passive. I mean, I'm not doing outbound sales calls all day. I, guess <laughs> yeah. I could be, I mean, I could sit there all day and make 50 calls. Like, just cold calling. <laughs> yeah, like like what you guys do here, I guess. Or So, um, and so, yeah, everything money takes up, everything money, the, 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 the YouTube show allows me to think of, well, it's sort of a comedy show. I mean, I think, you know, like... You guys are hilarious. It, it's a dry yeah. topic, you know. Yeah. Investing in numbers is quite boring. So then if, if we can find a couple guys that we can poke fun of each other and not take it personally, bust chops a bit and add a little laughter and just, you know, it's almost like... I worship the show Family Guy when they do, like, funny cutaways <laughs> and stuff. So it's yeah. like, if something springs into my mind, if you say something that sounds ridiculous in my mind, but maybe not to the viewer, I'm going to say, like, I'm going to bring in some sort of weird comical aspect to it. So, so, yeah. so on a daily basis, I can, I don't know, just, uh, I can make funny things for the show or just go crazy. And then I have people in my life 
uh, like Paul, who try to reel me back in and say, you know, for the, I have this creative mind that it doesn't matter what I have to do on my task list today, mm-hmm. the ideas keep coming. Um, and so actually my hardest balance is to get my work done on a daily basis with my task manager yeah. while also letting room for creativity to, to come in because it, uh, I can't choose, I can't sit down and be like, all right, I'm gonna be creative right now. It just, sometimes it just hits, you know, driving yeah. in the car, taking a shower, staring off in the distance, all of a sudden you come up with interesting ideas. So I try to like grasp those profound ideas and then run with them yeah. in, in a timely manner. I know so. Paul said when he has these kind of ideas, he just writes everything down. Yeah, yeah, remind him do, on the phone, yeah. Do you do anything uh, like well, that? Well, the or? hardest part is, yeah, the hardest, the, the hardest part is my ideas come uh, in, in the bathtub and when I'm driving. So I try not to get on the phone on either yeah. one of those. Yeah. <laughs> so I will like scream out to my kids, like, will someone please write this down? You know, so, and I've definitely been that guy. I know Seinfeld made fun. One of the shows in Seinfeld is one of the episodes is he's got a little pen and paper yeah. by his bed yeah. and he wakes up and thinks of stuff. And uh, I do that too. It's something that never works as well. So you got I'm it. intrigued with that, that concept. I've read, I've read, I've read and listened to podcast, read, read books and listened to podcasts about, about that concept of that weird state in between being awake and sleeping where mm-hmm. our mind just wanders. Mm-hmm. And I love that state. It's really interesting. People have really tried to, um, uh, and I don't know how to say, um, they've really tried they, to put themselves in that state and then, and then grasp what's coming out of it. Yeah. I mean, really good ideas or yeah. you, you can, you kind of imagine the, the future for yourself even and how you're going to reach those sure. goals and stuff. You that have, is really cool. And you have to be bored while you're doing it. Like I'm in love with this gal, Sarah Blakely, the Spanx, the Spanx. Spanx. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. just absolutely incredible. I think she's like my hero, but she, she would go in, a, she would specifically get in her car and just drive down roads to think of interesting stuff. And I was like, oh wow, I've never actually tried that, but I'm trying to put myself in more boring positions, which like going back to my, the way my day is structured, it's like if I put myself in more boring positions, I get more time to reflect on life. So. Would you ever like go hiking? Cause I know when, at no. least when I'm stressed, no. <laughs> at least when I'm stressed, like I think sometimes just going out in, and I live in Medina, okay. so we're surrounded by a lot of trees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if I go, um, you know, walk around any of the local parks or anything, or I just I don't do around. it as much as I should. Yeah. I have kids who love it. You know, I've actually hiked some pretty, I'm not a hiker at all whatsoever, but I've actually hiked some pretty interesting hikes. In Switzerland, uh, right? Uh, no, well, no, not that one, but I have done, I've done Angel's Landing in Utah a few times. Like apparently it's one of these most dangerous hikes. I and mean, you got to grab chains and almost fall a few <laughs> times. Yeah. So I've done it a few times, but I'm not a hiker at all. I want to do Half Dome at uh, Yosemite, but I guess it's kind of hard to get a ticket to get up there. But regardless, no, I'm trying to put myself in more boring situations and, um, and it's that weird state that it's just an interesting state when you when you get consciously aware of it more in your life mm-hmm. and, and you can put yourself in it. Uh, at least I've thought of really interesting things or at least have time to reflect and be thankful. And Anything that's applicable to everything money that you're well, in, so in those sort of my It's sort of my job to kind of come up with crazy ideas. So like and then I have people in my life, like I said, that kind of hone me back in. But like crazy ideas is like, well, I want to I want to interview Warren Buffett and other people who actually have interviewed him or say he's completely unattainable. But it's like, well. I mean, I've emailed, I emailed Mr. Beast two weeks ago on YouTube, this guy with 100 million subscribers. I emailed Elon Musk yesterday. No. I mean, so like, I, I just try, you know? Yeah. I guess that's it, going back to everything I've said, you know, officiating and motorcycles. I've just tried things and maybe it works. And it has led to interesting stuff. We've, we, you know, with the channel, we've flown across the country and interviewed famous mm-hmm. investors and it's been really fun and exhilarating. Those projects really excite me, so. Yeah, and, and I think some people just kind of assume rejection, 
you know, or like, oh, something isn't going to work. Yeah. Or why try? I'm, yeah. Why the why sure. try mentality? And mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, man, there's a, I mean, I spent a lot of money on marketing, you know, in, in my job as a, as a loan officer. Yeah. And I've tried a lot of things that really haven't worked and yeah. it sucks losing money. It really does. I mean, I'm obviously at a smaller scale, but, you know, it's not, it's never fun. But if you don't try it, it never, sure. it'll never do anything. Like the podcast, like you guys were talking about, hey, you're doing 17 views of video, 13 yes. views of video. But what if you stopped? You know what I mean? Well, sure. It, you never, down to zero, yeah. Exactly. So it's I, awesome. I had that mindset. It's a developed mindset. Some people, when you're young, I, I couldn't do any of this when I was younger. It was just um, now that I'm 40, got a couple kids, you know, my parents are getting older in life, my, my in laws as well. You just have, like I said, I just have time to reflect on what has worked and what hasn't, and maybe what I would have told my previous self or younger people. That's the basis of our channel. I think Paul and I just love mm -hmm. educating and, and speaking to people who maybe haven't gone through it. And maybe if we can cut some years of, of, of failures off by maybe listening to us or other people, um, they can be in a better place. I, I teach photographers as well, mm -hmm. business strategy. And I, I tell them, you're, you're paying me to learn, to just cut a whole decade off of your career of learning. And if we can fast track you to not do these X steps that I went through and other photographers went through, yeah. maybe you'll be better off. So, And that's a good segue into my next question. Go actually, on. It was about investing. And Mo, so Mo was on the podcast. Yeah, I watched it. It was, do you like it? Yeah, I like it. Yeah, he's, I mean, I love, you know, I love him. He's one of my good friends. So. Yeah. I mean, you got it. Your video has to be, he's at like a thousand, what are oh, we, like yeah. a thousand. Yeah, we're at a thousand and you got to beat him, man. Well, I'm the beauty of <laughs> I'm the I'm sure show. you guys have competitions. So. Yeah, I'm the beauty of everything money. So that, yeah. you know, it, it, yeah, sure. And I, again, I'm into marketing and promotion. So I'll yeah. share this more than him. So. <laughs> exactly. But, um, yeah. But anyway, so you said you had a question. Yeah. So like Mo was teaching me, listen, the, what, the eight pillars that you guys teach, yeah. there's a certain there, there are certain patterns that you follow, right? In terms of investing stuff that you don't need a financial advisor yeah. for. And, you know, when I started my, like I had a financial advisor and I started a brokerage and, you know, I, I really had no control over it or anything like yeah. that. So Mo was saying like, listen, you don't need a financial advisor. You can do all this stuff yourself with very little time out of your, out of your day. Right. And I was like, dude, you're completely right. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? So moving into what he's saying, um, the eight pillars is just such a, a fascinating, easy ah. way to be able to, you know, not make super amounts of money, sure. right. But over time, right. You have the long-term holds that you guys are taking. So how has, how has that kind of morphed into your, you know, your investing strategy oh, being, wow. being on everything? Um, money? Okay. So I want to, I want to like dumb it down even more because Mo sure. is like a numbers guy. And so is Paul. Like I, like I said, I just listened to Warren Buffett, who's like a prophet to me. And I think of it for your viewers even much more simply. Forget, forget. We can get into the eight pillars and looking at stocks and yada yada, and it starts to get confusing. Even someone at home right now will be like, "Uh oh, we're getting into numbers. Pump the pump the brakes." <laughs> but Warren Buffett, he just said in an interview yesterday, he's like, even from 80 years ago, he invested a hundred and some odd dollars when he was a young man, 11, into a company, and. I think for anyone at home who wants to get in, into stocks or has seen the craze is the concept of I'm not buying some sort of ticker that I hope to go up. I'm really just becoming a co-owner of a company. Mm -hmm. And so right then and there, that was a light bulb moment for me is like, there's companies all around us. There's the there's a Dairy Queen next to you at your house. There's a car wash you drive past. There's a, you know, you know, the gas station, there's, com there's companies all around us. Do I want to be co-owner of one of those? 
by buying a stock. I, we, whenever we can get that out of our mind that we're buying a number, you know, Tesla at $970, and I'm hoping, I'm hoping it just instantly goes up. That's the funny part with houses and stocks is when they're lower, um, you should be in love with them, but most people aren't. Mm-hmm. And then the second you buy them, the very next day they have to start going up in value or you're, or most people, you're the proverbial you, most people are yeah. upset, right? I want to buy my house today and then instantly tomorrow it has to go up in value. That's just what I want. Mm-hmm. If it goes down, all of a sudden I feel bad about it. Mm-hmm. Whereas um, if I was investing in a business or I wanted to buy more houses, I would want the prices to go down. Mm-hmm. So I, even if I bought one day, I'd love to, for the prices to go lower and so I can get more. So Warren Buffett said, you know, uh, which, which I just love is like, he's happier when, <laughs> He's happier when prices are going down. While the rest of the world's falling apart, people like myself, value investors, people on our show, our community, people like Warren Buffett, we're very, very pleased. So, um, so yeah, I guess the concept is if, if you want to invest in things, like how I bought a, another business, is you have to look look at these companies, the Apples, the Targets, the publicly traded companies, as companies and not stock prices. And, and uh yeah, so that, that's sort of the basis of our channel. The eight pillars is, is just a really eight steps we like to look at mm-hmm. when looking at a company. And it'd be the same if you're buying a, a car wash. I just went through a car wash, so I think, you know, they seem like pretty, I don't know, stable businesses. There's never anybody there. They yeah. run on their own, you know, so yeah. it's like, but if I was going to buy that car wash, you know, what do they make? What kind of debt do they have? Uh, are, they, are they taking on other owners besides me, mm-hmm. right? And how are those owners mindsets and so these are just like basic things to look at it sounds very confusing investing in stocks most people i mean 90 percent of people probably aren't involved or they might just hand hand the keys over to a financial planner mm-hmm. but um we sort of stress the concept of you could probably figure this out in a few hours I, I i tell i say something on the show which was really my problem is i spend my whole life making the money and then very and then very little time actually wondering how to grow it or do something with mm-hmm. it. I'll just hand it to some guy I hardly know. So um, maybe if your viewers are out there and they sort of feel that, they can, I don't know, just grasp that concept. We're, we, we, leave, we leave our children every single day. And we actually, you know, and some people put them, they hire other care workers to take care of their kids and their family members all to go make this money. Mm-hmm. And then we, we can't take an hour out of a year to figure out what should I do with this money to grow it, which uh, it's quite simple. Yeah, really, really, really simple to do. So that's what we're trying to help people, I think. And your passion for teaching just seems like I can see it on your face. My wife taught for 15 years and I did it when I was at OSU. But I don't know. I just get the concept like if someone. Well, I walked into here and I was like, hey, you guys ever thought. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I just (laughs) we have to get those new lights now. (laughs) Yeah, I I just like Hey, you guys ever thought about lighting this this way. But I don't know. I just think I guess you have to have the guts to call out like any other person might walk in and say, oh, this is wonderful, and just keep their mouth shut. But sometimes I'm like, hey, you know, I might be able to help you. But th- And if you're open to learning, I guess that's just what I've always been, is just inquisitive and open to learning, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my, my kids aren't as much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like, uh, or, or maybe people in their different time frames of, of when they're, when their ages or where they are in life, they might not be open to learning. They think they might, might think they know it all, like most people do when they're. Or some people like take offense sometimes if you yeah, try and absolutely. give them if you try sure. and give them advice like, "Hey, have you ever thought about it this way?" Yeah. And then they get real standoffish. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. dude, I'm just giving you advice. So like, I'm okay to hang myself out to dry like that sometimes with efforts to maybe help us and uh, and it, and it opens up conversations. I just 
I love speaking to people. I like educating and, uh, the world's just incredible. I meet so many wonderful people Mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah, it's just great. So talk, talk about like the inception of everything money because it wasn't everything money at first, right? It was, yes, we started a podcast called learn from us, which is a great, (laughs) I laugh because Paul just buys random websites and I do too. Yeah. So he just bought, well, you know, I got this. I guess the company started from just getting a random website. He got learnfromus.com, which is pretty badass. Yeah. You know, that's a great ticker. Yeah. Oh, ticker website, you know. And uh, we, we paid substantially more for everythingmoney.com, like ridiculous amounts to get that website. But he, he wanted to educate. He got bored. Like, I think, you know, some business owners can get when their business is running. You know, he put good people in place. The business is running. And there's not much he could probably change about. So he got bored and he wanted to educate people. So he basically hired me to get it out of them, you know, uh, value investors and some businessmen, they're kind of like these like, um, uh, hermited, like introverts a bit. Yeah. So it was, we had like no substance. Yeah. Just coerce the ideas out of him that he wanted to say to connect with people. And then next thing you know, he just asked me, you know, I was behind the camera and he said, you know, this isn't working. You just come out here and join me. So we started sitting like this and having long form conversations where I would just ask the questions that you're asking. And then he always said the worst, thing that could happen for this channel is if I get really good at this and I stop asking those, those sort of a basic, maybe like a childlike questions, which mm-hmm. the good part is I, I'm, I'm still not very good. So I'm still <laughs> asking them and I marvel at what, you know, uh, talented people say right in front of me. So that was the basis of it. It's just like, Hey, if you're building a business, let's talk to a guy who's has eight businesses and has had failed businesses and successful businesses. So, uh, it led me to get the confidence to get into another business. We look at other, we, you know, we look at other businesses around there. There's a lot of, uh, in our community, it's funny, there's a lot of, I'm finding, and this isn't a surprise, but there's a lot of baby boomers, like parents my age in their yeah. 60s and 70s who are getting older, and um, and they are not, from what I've gathered, not, they haven't put people in place to maybe market their businesses in the best way. They. They still think like you got to put an ad in the white pages. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm literally no, seeing, no social media. So uh, as sad as it is, is like me and my younger buddies are showing up at potential businesses that are not doing as well as they used to in the '70s, and uh, and when these old people are getting out, their their exit plans typically aren't that marvelous, and so that's where we might step in and try and make the business great. So Miracle Prower products. I was going to say, yeah, yeah it, it's a spray lubricant business. Our, our main competitor is PB Blaster. And, um, well, it's funny. I have funny stories. Like we almost, <laughs> the products are very similar, but, um, I'm hoping they'll buy me one day. So I, I, in fact, I know a guy who knows a guy who knows the CEO of PB Blaster. So I'm um, hopefully they'll just buy us out one day, but like, uh, our company, this company's 70 years old. And the yeah. guy who was running, it was the son of the owner. It had national billboards back yeah. in the fifties. Yeah. I mean, like it was a big thing. And then they just slowly. The internet, you know, life took over and they didn't adapt. The internet came out, they didn't adapt, and they just ran the business to the ground. So we saved it three years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, we're doing great. So, um, so that's sort of one of the things. So I guess it's an interesting time for people in their twenties, thirties, and forties because uh, the parents and grandparents are, are rotating out of businesses, and um, a lot of them can, a lot of them are still great and can be yeah. saved. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Like, like your what your channel encompasses, obviously, like the teaching. Right. But um, at least what I remember when and I don't know if it's because 
being financial financially literate or investing is just become more of a social trend these days. But I remember just, and I know you guys don't it like is, him, but keep going. I know you guys don't like him, but like Graham Stephan and um, oh, I me, love, Kevin. Yeah, yeah, go on. I, I I like these guys, these YouTubers. I mean, yeah, like these guys. I, I like what they're doing on YouTube. I like what they're doing. YouTubers, yeah. I I think sometimes their their education isn't as accurate as sure. I think. Nonetheless, whatever opinions you have. Um, but that, that started, I, I remember at least back in 2016 and then all of a sudden I started, started seeing more and maybe it's the YouTube algorithm too, based on what I'm watching, but it was like more friends were talking to me about investing yep. more people that outside of my spheres were talking more about like yes. stocks and house hacking and all these different fads. And I'm like, you know, this isn't a cat video on YouTube anymore. You know what I mean? It's yes. becoming more of that Mainstream. educational. Yes. Yeah. And so you guys ended up coming into that, into that sphere. Do you, I wonder why, I don't know if you know, like why did this become such a, a yeah, social I fad? I brought this up yesterday because uh, I brought this up on the show yesterday. Warren Buffett talked about uh, and his partner, Charlie Munger, you know, they, they slayed like in the sixties and seventies with investing, but then they realized that there wasn't a lot of information sharing. So they could find interesting companies that no one even knew about that were severely undervalued. So when they bought them, they could make a killing over a long term. Now with the crazy information sharing that we have, I mean, even Paul said yesterday, like when families find out that they're, you know, when Kobe Bryant's family finds out that he was in a crash through TMZ instead of a normal communication, that things are moving so fast that the information sharing, um, it both helps and hurts. It, it brings awareness to people who um, would have never been involved in investing. Mm -hmm. And it also brings awareness to people who probably shouldn't be involved in investing. And um, the modern investor has to sort of uh, learn how to deal, deal with that or work around it. But I think it's a good thing that people are more encouraged and educated about mm -hmm. Uh, saving and investing as long as they're doing it in the correct things. I know you've had like a Bitcoin guy on here, which yeah, I watched. The, we have, yeah, I, we I did. The show. We did. Like, what was his name again? Uh, Yoshi Nakamura. But yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. What a badass name. I mean, like. Yeah, man. He's I, awesome. Uh, but, you know, so like your viewers very well might. A viewer could watch him and say, talking about crypto and what it's going to do and be like, well, this is incredibly intriguing. Yeah. Yeah. And meanwhile, someone, after a few years of education with me, I watch him and I'm just like kind of chuckling inside like, yeah, this is, this is not what I think at all. Yeah. And so um, we're trying to point people down the, the concept that you can save, be, become really wealthy over a long period of time. Mm -hmm with very little downside risk. And down, yeah. yeah, and downside risk is like something that I just recently became aware of. The concept of what can I lose, not just what can I make. A lot yeah. of people talk about yeah, yeah. stocks. Say, oh, if you buy this, it's gonna go to here. And they don't ever say, well, if I buy this and none of that happens, where could it fall yeah. to? Like and opportunity so, costs yeah. and stuff. So go ahead, I was gonna say. Oh, and I was gonna say like your channel, it's almost like in terms of like a spectrum of risk, right? I yeah. feel like you guys, and maybe I'm wrong, but maybe you're a little bit closer to you know the middle Right, you're not you're not like Dave Ramsey who says, "Hey, sure, you know, yeah, pay, right. pay don't off. don't invest a dime until you pay off all of your debt, your house, That's everything." Yeah. But you're also not, you know, hey, you know, NFTs, crypto, yes. you know, uh, dropship automation, right? So, <laughs> drop 
like oh all God, of these, right? So a lot of those maybe quote unquote riskier assets. Well, yeah, I laugh because isn't like dropshipping. Like I see all these sort of gimmicky things that people are doing. Like, hey, you can make ten thousand dollars this month by buying crap and then reselling it and yada yada. I see some of these gimmicks. Yeah, I mean, you're right. We are not as conservative as someone like Dave Ramsey. And I have Dave Ramsey <laughs> follower friends that I'm trying to like <laughs> wean off of his concepts. But uh, but but you're right. I think. Uh, so like I said, I hate to bring up, keep bringing up like Charlie Munger and Warren Buffett, but these guys have done it best. Yeah. It, the funny part about investing is like there's multiple different roads, but for some reason the world sort of ignores the the road that's been proven to be the best one. It's like it's not even a it's not even there's not even a second and third place. There's just one way to invest mm -hmm. that does it the best. But the world loves choosing all these underlying ways to do it. But so for example, our Charlie Munger says, you know, number one rule is just don't screw up. Just don't be stupid and don't screw up. Everyone else around you will. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, okay. So just don't screw up. Mm -hmm. that, that'll make, that'll bring riches and fame later in life is don't do all the crazy stuff that all the other people are doing. So it's like, oh, wow. So I, so I bring this concept into like other forms of my life, you know, just like whether I'm looking at businesses or, or maybe investing, investing, or just straight up wasting my money and buying things. I try not to follow what other people are doing i have the i think i have a unique sense of like looking at the environment saying do i want to be like all of these people and if the answer is yes then then i go and if it's absolutely not then i don't so um just very simplistic like we're in the business of not screwing up not mm -hmm. betting on a, a a stock that you hear in the news that could go which most i mean a ton of them have gone down 60 70 80 percent yeah and so uh we just try not to do that that's rule number one and so um I get off on these changes. I don't even know what I'm talking about, but, um, no, I mean, you're very true. I mean, listen, I have a lot of friends who are doing a lot of different things and sometimes it's hard. Like when I talk to our CEO, Hesh, right? Hesh Zagafi, um, love him. Yeah. CEO of uh, Liberty home mortgage, right? He says one of the best things you can invest in is just yourself. Number one, right? Because the bit, because you're in sales, when you reinvest into your business, yeah. that's going to have the best return on investment for you. Um, and then anything else, like he doesn't really get into very much. Yeah. <laughs> He's very much paid down everything as well, but you know, cause sales in itself is pretty risky. Um, but I do hear there's a lot of noise out there for yeah. sure. I mean, how do you, do you wean out a lot of that? Because I know you kind of, you know, touched upon it a little bit, yeah. but, um, there's just so many different things that the average investor could get their hands in on. And maybe there's not enough, maybe there's too much information yeah. out there. Yeah. I have, uh, I tried to educate like normal people, even around me, my siblings, you know, if, if they ask, um, it's just a learned process. It just takes time. I think uh, rule number one is like, don't screw up. Rule number like two is like extreme patience, which very few people, excel in including myself yeah and so i'll have the concept of this is a moment where i need to be more patient and i try and like get in like zenful states like for example number one i mean have you been to an airport lately at all i mean like nah. people in just in general airports are these incredible like uh <laughs> cultures where you can see people's real I mean, like a bacterial culture that yeah. you, would, you you would plant something in and watch it grow. You could airports have this incredible way of bringing out the best and worst in people. Most of the time, the worst. In <laughs> yeah. People. Oh my god. Yeah. They, they they can't handle general lines, um, obstacles, 
family dynamics mm-hmm. when you get in an airport because you're all of a sudden you're on this weird clock. Yeah, everyone's luggage is always lost. It's just, it's just all of it. Yeah. And so I will take like little exercises inside my mind to just observe how other people at the airport are completely freaking out and how myself and I'm trying to instill in my kids is like this is a moment where we can literally say like you see how these people can't handle their mm, they can't handle their shit right yeah. now. <laughs> That's okay. Like, Disclosure. You're okay. Like. This is our opportunity to handle ours and just maybe make a little bit of a gain. So extreme patience is really the second phase of investing. Mm-hmm. It's like not just buying your house or your inv- an investment today and hoping it instantly goes up for the rest of time tomorrow, which is probably not going to happen. So this like with the crazy housing, with the housing prices in the past year and a half, you know, I've seen a lot of young people get into a lot of houses. I thought it was almost over. We had a friend. They bid on a house in Canton. I'm going to say the house was 300. They bid 30% over $30,000 over ask with 53 offers on day 1. And so if you get into these high if you if you get into these high prices and the market turns and you need to get out, um, you might be in trouble. So I but for some reason just people can't really exhibit a lot of patience, right? It's like they want to pay more for houses when they go up and we want to pay more for stocks when they're exciting and they're going up mm-hmm. as opposed to the ones that are falling and and um and no one cares about which just last week you know for example uh, warren buffett spent four billion dollars and bought hewlett-packard this dying stupid printer company that no one cares about yeah they don't have a flashy ceo like elon musk you know what i mean so well so it's like when i say there's like a one way to invest and then there's not even a second place team or a jv team like Warren Buffett's doing it this one way, and uh, for some reason we come up with all we come up with all these cockamamie schemes on how to do it instead of just doing the calm, easy, patient way. And so we're just trying to teach that way. the right way over it. What do you think of Elon Musk and his uh, well, his I mean, recent I, Twitter headline? Yeah, you know, I, I I think what's the concept? Most people say I love Elon Musk as a person. Uh, he, he he's a salesman as well. Sure. And so he's trying to sell Tesla cars and trying to convince people that the Tesla stock is cheap. But I love innovative people, scientists. Uh, it's incredible. I, I marvel at space and, and what they're doing. I started watching that Netflix documentary on SpaceX. So, you know, I've had two Teslas. It's hilarious. We, you know, as Mo said, we all drive Teslas, but I would never touch a Tesla as a, as a company. I would never be a shareholder of, of Tesla at the moment. So yeah. but Elon Musk is incredible. Yeah. And Twitter <laughs> things just bonkers. So I don't know what to think about it. Uh, I think he's pretty cool. Yeah, he's cool. I love to interview him too. We were just talking about last night about trying to interview him because channels with fewer subscribers who are basically in love with Tesla have gotten interviews with him. Mm-hmm. But I would sit down and ask him all these same questions. You know, what he thought about this, yeah. what he thought about that, where the world's going. And uh, yeah, he's awesome. What's next on your schedule then? Like, you know, in the next couple of years, like do you just kind of, uh, Gosh, that is kind of crazy. Just, I never even, do you kind of just wow. go with the flow or do you have you a know, certain um, goal you want to meet? It's funny. I, I've never been much of a goal setter. That's hilarious. And I hear that's bad. But um, seems to be working for you. Um, yeah, and I guess uh, I have friends in my life that would say that's even the worst part is if you're doing something bad and it's working because all of a sudden it can catch up with you. You know, the old fake it till you make it type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, wow, goals. I mean, we have general channel goals, but I like to break them down. Do you think you'll ever have Paul on? Because he is really more, much better speaker than I, I, love, I am. 
what? You're the face. I, well, I mean, I mean so he, he, you're the beard. Of you the... know, thank, I'm, I'm the beard of the show. Yeah. So Paul developed this concept. I'm certain he didn't come up with it, but like, you know, um, the concept of going from A to Z in like your life of goal setting or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, I felt inadequate by not setting long-term goals. Oh, yeah. And then all of a sudden you start setting goals and you're not accomplishing them. So that feels crappy too mm-hmm. um, or demoralizing. But he actually talks about, instead of A to Z, he talks about the B to Y process. You know this. Mm-hmm. It really speaks to me. Mm-hmm. So I find that most people, when they set a goal, setting the goal is step A. All right. Let's, let's devise what I want to do, lofty or not, and set it. Most people's step B is tell everyone about the goal. Go on social media and tell everyone I'm going to lose 40 pounds. I'm going to start my business. Um, what we don't do are the the steps to start actually acquiring the goal and maybe start telling people like at the G or H or F step, you know what I mean? Later down the line, I just put F after G and H, but anyway, <laughs> like, um, yeah. So what he does is let's think about the end goal and just start working backwards. And I was like, what? Like, how do we get a million subscribers on a YouTube channel? Well, we need to have, you know, a hundred thousand a year. Okay. Well, that's, that's step Y. We need to get a 900,000 by this year, 800,000 by this year, so on and so forth, going backwards. And then how do we do that on a minute-by-minute basis going from the A step? And so I've tried to prioritize life life things in that way. Is like, what is today's step we can do? So I guess with my lack of long-term goals, I just try to say, like, over this next 10 minutes, 10 minute spurt, how can I be most successful? Mm-hmm. And then there's also 10 minutes where I just scroll on TikTok and look at, look at dancing videos because uh, I actually dance like in my kitchen and in basketball videos, you know, or baseball <laughs> coaching videos. So I, I, I space out at times, too, because I, I, that's my creative side. I have to watch other people do things before I get my ideas. But that's sort of the concept. I, I, Long term goal. I don't know. It's a uh, well, make more money by working less, which everyone wants to do, but figure out the ways how to do that. So, yeah, I mean, you're just taking it day by day. I think a lot of people like first in, in terms of sports, right? It's I want to win the state championship or yeah. I want to win the national championship or I want to be the Olympic champion and yeah. then you could scale it however you want. Sure. But sometimes it's almost the goal is so overwhelming. Yes. Right. That you don't the you, you kind of psych yourself out because the goal is so big yep. and yes, you have a big goal and it's good to have a big goal, but it's almost like you're doing you're you're foregoing the steps to get there. By thinking about the goal Absolutely. too much. Yeah, that, that, that was it. I, maybe that's why I don't like setting long-term goals. I have a weight loss goal, which I had last year. I have another weight loss goal this year. Uh, I guess general goals, I like to spend more time with my kids because they're getting older. I'm starting to realize it. You know, my little babies are like 12 now. Twelve. I have 12 and 8-year-old. But, uh, I, you know, the maybe maybe some of your viewers who are working really hard out there are, are starting to see the concept of I'm, I'm, I'm starting to put work in front of my time with them and I'll watch a beautiful movie or something and see like sort of a fake form of life but really it'll bring me back to like oh I need to like love my kids more you know mm-hmm. and, and spend more time with them um and so that yeah that's weird when you say it I'm kind of stunned I don't I don't have long-term goals but then I also think there's there's BS people out there that they want to tell you all these magnificent goals yeah. so that I can impose that I'm just better than you because yeah, I've thought yeah. of all these yeah. and then they're not actually taking any steps at all to reach them. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, if you were to ask me the same question, I don't really have a goal either, yeah. to be honest. I'm like, yes, I want to be as successful as I possibly can be, but I don't try and think of it that way at all. Yeah. Like I don't try and think of the su- success of, you know, you know, personal success or, you know, work success or financial success. 
I just know like there's the B to Y steps yeah. and just take, and not necessarily I've thought about it like that, sure. but I think about it more just, I don't want the overall goal to overwhelm me. Cause then if I miss something, I just get so freaked out Absolutely, and it just, it's overwhelming. Yes. Yeah, so I guess on a small scale, you know, I have, I have tasks per day that I need to meet. Um, I like to get done. And once those are done, I go bonkers, you know, like, uh, shoot hoops. I, yeah. Shoot hoops. I very well might be like the Cavs are playing tonight. I'm going to go to the game. Um, so that's just it. Like day to day, set goals, get them done. That's probably my goal. I get everyone, everyone always says happiness, but yeah, we're but trying to put steps in place to be, be happy. So brush the beard, brush the teeth. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah <laughs> that, that's a, it's a tasking job every morning. So no doubt. Seth, yeah. So we're almost done here. Oh snap. Really? I think so. Right. Wow. Awesome. Oh my gosh. You could have told me it was like 20 minutes. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. We haven't even talked about anything. Go on. We talked about a lot. I know, There's I know. so much. That's just how I feel. I like, I could do this for three hours. Yeah. I love it. Keep going. What else you got? No doubt. So I just want to understand what your, what your best piece of advice would be to, and you do a lot of teaching, right? Yeah. Um, I feel like, and I don't know the specific demographic, like the majority demographic, but I would imagine it would be more so like the 26 to 35 year olds, right. That are watching your yes. channel. So what are, what are like, and I kind of have the same around the same type of demographic, right? About yes. people who are investing, they're interested in the economy, they're interested in business, entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship, you know, what, what kind of advice would you give them if they're say struggling, right? Even as I'm saying this, if a hundred people view it, one person might do it. So step one is, um, um, interview your parents on camera about how they, um, fell in love. And then interview your children about how their life is and keep those for the next 10 years because you're going to want them. That's step one. I've already done these two. Hmm. Um, and then step two, uh, I would say the concept of investing is uh, just, uh, if the, the, well, this is weird to think about, but like the stupider you think about it, probably the better. Like You go into the, that more. <laughs> yeah. Like, like I just listened to these, these giants to do it. And it's like, okay, don't take risky risky things because they seem popular like um tried and true things will always work like hard work and dedication and and the, these can extend to investing is um like you can do this mm -hmm. i would say most people my eight-year-old has a portfolio that he monitors yeah start my, him off young <laughs> my 11 year old will get off the bus and tell me like did you see what happened to alibaba today and so like it's not difficult. It's just something you have to do. So I guess mm -hmm. if you want to work backwards from, and the crazy part is, well, we have software that can help people do this, but like, if you want to work backwards and say, I need X amount of dollars for retirement, we can work backwards and say, this month you need to save probably something very small, like $87 yeah. or something to have X amount of millions of dollars down the line. And so for mid 20 people is, um, I know financial planners don't want to hear this, but like, this isn't a, a taxing process. I invest, you know, I, I spend, I, in, I maintain a portfolio of like something not too crazy. H half a million dollars I saved up over through my twenties and thirties. And, um, I spend about an hour and a half a year, <laughs> an hour and a half a year <laughs> on readjusting my, yeah, uh, readjusting my portfolio. Like, yeah. I do some things in between, but like true readjustments is like, you know, there's lots of books. The information sharing is great. There's lots of books out there. Uh, and there's lots of people who have done it really well. And, uh, and so I just, uh, yeah, so just, it, it, you can do it. I think 
and you can do it. And I have literally seen people, I have a dear friend, he's a doctor, he makes a zillion dollars and uh, my age. And eight months ago, he was in, fearful of, of investing any money at all. And now he day trades like multi-level lever. He day trades on margin and, and like leveraged options on a daily basis. It went from like, my wife and I will not take this out of a high interest loan, you know, 0.7, 0.7 CD at a bank, you know, mm -hmm. something so ridiculously low and, and, and low risk, you're never going to make any money to now he's like a daily active day trader. Mm -hmm. So like it doesn't, it's not some monumental shift. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so, so that's just it. You can do it and just start saving your money, especially yeah. if times get, get really difficult. Just keep saving. Do you think there's a spectrum of like, of like if I am in, you know, investing in my 401k Roth mm. IRA and very low risk assets. Yeah. Um, you know, I obviously have my own job. You're making money too. Is there a point ever a point in time where you would say like, Hey, there is something riskier out there, but I want to go explore it. Would you ever tell somebody just not to do that? Mm. Or cause what, it, you know, I don't know, like, you know, there could very well be people out there that maybe there is a business opportunity out there, but yeah. it, it, maybe it is pretty risky and you're getting a lot of naysayers. You know? You're right. Naysayers are dangerous. Um, they hold people back. I've just been lucky enough to surround myself with people who. I guess that concept of, <laughs> I guess that concept of surrounding yourself with people who are better than you, mm -hmm. um, and if you can get into their circles, I, I I I've done that with a few people, and so without them, I wouldn't be saying or doing any of this stuff. I guess it starts with some sort of leadership as someone who's done it better than you. Yeah. And, and maybe find those people. But again, like, like I wouldn't find someone who's done it better than me in Bitcoin or <laughs> NFTs. Yeah. Because um, those don't, you don't believe it. Yeah. I just don't believe in them or yeah. they don't speak to me as well. So, man, I'm sort of dancing around the question, but you, you're, you're posing, I guess they're very basic, but um, I'm having a hard time. Thought provoking. Yeah. Nonetheless. Yeah. Like I will certainly reflect on this conversation about, it's really my job as you're doing on our show to mm -hmm. think like the people who like the viewer who's watching this and think what are they thinking right now and what question do they want to hear i guess i'm in a point where it's hey and and i can't speak for my entire millennial generation right i just know there's a lot of we got a war in ukraine gas prices inflation is high yeah, yeah. and you know people who are getting into their first homes they're getting married but now that you know they're fifty grand in student loans, maybe yeah. and maybe they are doing the right things, right? Is it okay for them to explore different, riskier things to be able to do? So you know I, mean? I would say everything you brought up sounds really bad. Yeah. So why would we get in anything risky? Yeah. Right, people. I know where you're going with that. People think let's get into something riskier to make up for all the bad stuff that we have, the student loan that I'm still paying off. Yeah. From two thousand three. Yeah, uh, which is fine. I chose to go there, but um, so that poses that, that is a great question, and I guess I I can sort of finish with this because I ask it to Paul, but you know this is a, my buddy on the show. I mean, he, we have to have him. He operates a portfolio of around a hundred million dollars. He's not a normal person, so he's done a bunch of crazy things that everyone else just didn't do, and so I say to him, man, you have all the money in the world. I've seen him buy watches that are absurd. I've also seen him make donations to, to, to places that are absurd, um, absurdly high. And so you have all the money in the world. Why wouldn't you try and blow some of it on some riskier things? It's like, well, I didn't get here through risk. I got here by doing stupid, boring stuff. Mm -hmm. And so that really spoke to me. That's great. Why would someone with 
a very a fractional percentage of of what he has. Why would I employ riskier decisions when the biggest people in the world? I mean, yeah, when the biggest people in the world don't. So it's like if you're wondering, just go look at Charlie Munger, Warren Buffett, Howard Marks, Seth Klarman, all these famous investors that are just completely slaying it. These billionaires, what they invest in, mm-hmm. and it's not any of those risky things. So that's why I stay out of it. It's pretty, quite it's quite simple when you break it down like that. So I love it, Seth. Thanks Thank for having me. Yeah, absolutely, guys. Hey, that was episode 22 with Seth Kerchanan. Yeah. I almost had I almost yeah, had you're it. you're great, man. Appreciate it. All right, everybody. Thanks for watching. We'll catch you next week. Thanks. Thanks.